Kids and coaches, go ahead and wake Green Day up. It's Levi. This is West of Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Shane. And Shane is also back. And <laughs> he's different now. He's changed. Um, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's too yeah. cool for all the all the goddamn peasant workers now. So, um, no. But uh, we are back, so that's good. Um, why don't you tell us where you've been, buddy? Oh man, uh, so for I, hell, I don't think any of the listeners will really understand, but I was recently promoted to chief petty officer in the Navy, and a part of being promoted means you have to go through a special, what they call a chief season, um, and so that finally finished, and I was pinned, and anybody who's friends with me on Facebook saw that my son got to pin me, which that was, was cool. yeah. dude, that was amazing. Yeah, the fact that I didn't cry whenever he was pinning me, I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know who would have cried watching it either. So it's fine. <laughs> Not me. I know that. Um, they were supposed to live stream it, and I was upset they didn't. But they did record yeah. it, and it will be up eventually. And when it is up again, I will share it. Hell yeah. Um, I actually was able to send a part of the video of me just walking down the carpet, being rang in saluting to my grandmother and she watched it and she called me and she was like i cried watching that and i was like well that was that's impressive because i sent you an eight second video yeah (laughs) hey doesn't take long you know emotions can get stirred up real quick uh yeah i i still can't believe that i got selected that's yeah well it's such a like well, for everybody that doesn't know, like, it's a very, like, just getting promoted regularly is a strenuous process in the, in the Navy in general. Like, yeah. you have to have your shit together just to go from, you know, these lower rankings up and then, you know, to get to that, that E6 to E7 threshold is such a big leap. Like, you know, and... You went in when you went in boot camp in the summer too, right? Uh, April Did, of 2012. So oh, okay, I, no. So there was no. You, we had selectees and like walking around at RTC when I was there. God, dude, that had to suck. Yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> like, I can't imagine that on top of your regular workload, which is just fucking the work like it's the best for them because they're like we gotta get these people fucking right blah 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 but like on top of that all the extra shit that you gotta do for that like I can't imagine (laughs) and it's everybody who's like you know top not like ducks in a row like like legit you know and like it's gotta be wild but like that's where I've seen the most selectees at one place you know Outside of that, you see maybe one or two, you know, in your hangar at a time. You know what I yeah, mean? Like it's yeah, not yeah. it's not a huge number of people. 
So, yeah, yeah, so cool. at 131 where I'm at, there was two other people who were selected in 131. So there's just three of us at, a, at my command. But we did the season with the entire base. And there was 103 of us. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, and, and granted, I have... Man, this is hard to talk. I was, I was the, like, and you know, because you were with me for a long time, and I've talked yeah. to you about a lot of stuff. I was the biggest, especially as a second class before I made first. I was definitely like, "Fuck those guys." Yeah. At any chance I could, I was very vocal about it. But going through season definitely changed the way I thought about them as people, and then like the job itself. Yeah. And a little perspective we, switching. Yeah, it really did. It. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, hell, even when I was right at the end, right before we went through the final uh, test we had to go through, I was hearing about stuff that was going on in the command that yeah. I would have never heard of, never heard, yeah. period, as a first. And and it's just wild to hear, like, all the stuff that goes on from day to day. And you don't get to see that. You don't get to see the other the seven other fires they're putting out before you go talk to a, before you go talk to a chief. And, yeah. And they're like... And, the, and, and you feel like they're blowing you off, but they're really dealing with so much other shit. Yeah. Uh, so, it, like, yeah, it changed my perspective. And, uh, well, and then, like, one of the things that is important, I think, to note is, like, you know, if you're going from, so, you know, working your way up, as you work your way up, you get more, like, responsibilities, but then there's also issues that you're like, oh, this needs addressed, and then... The chiefs are always the ones shooting down shit that seems like really good ideas. They're the always, they're always the ones like making these calls that are ultimately not super popular um, in the grand scheme of things. So people yeah. have a like ingrained animosity for the most part, like where they're just like, "Fuck, chiefs don't care, dude. They just, you know, they get the anchors and then they don't do fucking shit." You know, like that's how most of the people think. You know, <laughs> at that like. Especially getting from, you know, E3 to E4, in my experience, like, where you do get, like, here's some morsel of responsibilities, and you're like, alright, maybe maybe we can fucking do this, and then they're like, you're a fucking idiot, like, you don't know what you're talking about. These guys don't want to see us succeed, like, (laughs) you know, and you build it up in your head, and you're like, oh, and now, and now you have the, you know, the other side of the coin. Yeah. other side of the 52 challenge coins that you own um. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah and and like we talked about before we started recording and I'll, I'll say it now so in case I, I no one's gonna know this only Levi's gonna know this and he didn't know I was gonna talk about it but I'll say it now about a year ago now uh, I was falsely accused and I have been dealing with that for the, literally like as of right now of recording this we're 20 days shy of when I first got told that it was that I was being accused. So, fucking 11, yeah. 11 straight months of just never knowing how, how my life was going to turn out, how what was going to go on with me. And then the investigation finally finished right as soon as the results came out for Chief. And I found yeah. out that I wasn't going to be able to do season because I was still under investigation. But the entire time that I was being investigated the chief's mess at 131 was always there for me uh and as someone who has been very vocal about how chiefs suck i will tell you that the chief's mess at 131 completely changed how i view 
Chiefs as people, period. Because they were there checking on me every fucking day, making sure I was okay, and giving me every opportunity to still excel at my job. Um, yeah, and then finally when the investigation came out and Skipper had a chance to look at all the evidence, I was found not guilty. And so yeah. I was able to do I was I was able to do a quarter of the season, <laughs> not as much as everybody else got yeah. to do. So they care, and, and I know that no one listening to this show is fucking probably in the Navy, but <laughs> Matt Matt listens, and he'll know. <laughs> he'll know about it. He's not still in, but he'll he'll appreciate it probably. Yeah. But... Um. Yeah. So it's it's been a wild ride for me. It's changed everything that I thought from start yeah. to finish. Uh, and one of the things that I was thinking about today is. Uh, you know, because, like, when, on days we record, I, like, you know, sometimes there's things that I want to talk about or, you know, things that I've just been thinking of bringing up. And, you know, today when I'm, we're like, okay, you know, it's been a while since we recorded, and obviously I knew we were going to talk about the Chief thing. Um, but also, you know, people who have listened to this show for a long time know about some of the things that, like, Maybe not everything about, like, your life before the Navy and how you've expressed it on the show, how drastically the Navy has changed your life for yeah. the better. And so thinking about where you are now and then, you know, comparing it to where you were before you were even in the Navy, like, just think about, like, how far yeah. you've gone. You know what I mean? That's It's an insane, insane thing to think about. And it's yeah. awesome to see, like, but I was I don't think we ever talked about it on the show before but I was a fucking drug addict before the Navy yeah like I was going nowhere I was doing nothing with my life I was I was letting the intrusive thoughts that I still deal with all the time that <laughs> uh, I was letting yeah. them win I was like cool you know my parents don't want me my uh, you know none of my family wants me or that's the way I perceived it I, I don't know. I just... I'm. It's the best thing I ever did. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. The There are times when you're in the Navy that fucking suck. Just... Yeah. <laughs> um, just eating shit sandwiches all day long. Yeah. <laughs> and, and some people don't like that shit. And then they just get out after four days. Yeah. You know? <laughs> For whatever reason. But yeah. Yeah. No, you're right though. It uh, like as much as it sucked, the Navy has given me so much. Yeah. Uh I'm not saying join the Navy for listening to this cuz it's not it is definitely not for everyone and He's recruiting now, <laughs> so his quota. No. <laughs> That'd be fucking hilarious. No, but like, you know, it is something that Especially watching that video, or yeah, the video of you saluting, and then uh, the pictures of you and Emmett, and I was like, man, that's crazy. Like, because I obviously I wasn't there for that before, you know, your before Navy time, but like, I've heard enough of the stories to go, Jesus Christ. Like, if I would have known, if I would have seen that guy at some point, there would be no way I would be like thinking in my head, like. That guy's gonna be a fucking E seven in the Navy one day and that's fucking like Yeah. No, I'd have been like, he's gonna probably die in the McDonald's parking lot, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like 
just just how my judgmental yeah. brain works. But like you know, it's it's impressive to say the least. You know, it's uh, it's surreal. Like during the during the pinning ceremony, they said that only that less than less than ten percent of the people who join the Navy ever make chief. That's yeah. fucking crazy to me. I was wondering what the percentage was because I was trying to. I was trying to throw out, or I was going to guesstimate a percentage yeah. of, like, you know, earlier when I was talking about how infrequent it seems, or, like, how few people out of the group who, you know, is up. Yeah. yeah. So less than 10% of anybody. And they, will, and, and they say that only 1% of the population joins the military. I mean, you, I'm, I'm sure you heard that a bunch right. when you first joined. Yeah. So... Yeah, in boot camps. Yeah, only only one percent yeah. of the population joins the military. So of that one yeah. percent that joins and is able to go through boot camp, and and then let's say that it's whatever that percentage is that's strictly yeah made. right. And of that small percentage, yeah. only less than ten percent ever make chief. Which is going to be real honest. I never thought that was going to be me. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah, in boot camp, I remember having like. You know, everything's fresh and everything seems really cool. And then, like, you see the Chiefs walking around, and you're like, these fucking guys got it figured out. And, yeah. You know, like, that's kind of cool. Like, I was telling you before the show, but whatever the the service uniform hats are, the flat yeah. ones, I was like, those things are fucking top notch. I saw our, our division, or our boot camp. RDC? Uh, yeah. Yeah, his, like, the main chief. He fucking, I don't know, he had the right head for it or what, but his shit came down, like, so cleanly where his eyes were. He just looked intimidating as hell, and I was like, I want to be that guy, you know? But then, yeah. you know, you get three steps into the Navy, and you're like, oh, fuck, no, I can't. <laughs> There's no way. Like, I gotta do all this shit. Yeah. You know? Seems insurmountable sometimes, but... And, and I've thought a lot about it since I've only been doing, since I only was able to go through some of it, but, like, there are guys that I thought would make it long before I did. Uh, yeah. Actually, I po- I made that post about how you know I was going through hard stuff and Emmett pinned me and whatever. And a guy reached out to me that knew me as a third class when I was in security, TAD, and he was a first class then. He's still a first class now. Yeah. Jesus. Um, he reached out to me and he was talking to me, you know, telling me congratulations, and he was just like. He goes, you're welcome. And I was like, for what? And he was like, do you not remember what happened? And then he t- explained to me what happened. And I remember the second he was explaining it to me, it like flooded my mind. I was in security. I was disgruntled about the Navy. I was like, fuck this. I'm going to do two more years. I'm going to get the fuck out. I'm done with this. And he convinced me to stay in. He's yeah. like, he's like, do one more enlistment. And if you fucking hate it, then go. Yeah. And I was, that's insane. Because... I yeah. completely forgot that that guy had convinced me to just, you know, do just do a little bit more. And if you still hate it, then go. Right. And now, and now I have eleven years in. I've made. I would. I've, I didn't make chief the fastest, but I've made it faster than the average, which for yeah. ATs is twelve to fourteen years to chief. Um, yeah, I was gonna say most of the. I mean, not most of them, because that some of the commands I was at was well, fucking Fallon, like. I don't know. There's just they always. There's some people who grease them a lot of elbows by being, you know, shit yeah. hot early in their career. 
Like one dude made chief and I think that I worked. I mean, he was, he stayed chief for a while after that. He didn't get senior that quick, but you know, it's just wild. Like, you know, so there's people like that, but then also there's also people who they're on that, you know, 16, 17 year mark. (laughs) And they're like, all right, maybe this time, man. And you know, for most of the people that are listening don't know, but like when you hit E6, like, so you're not up for chief right away, right? You have to three, wait a certain three amount years. of time. Three years after you yeah, make Yeah, three E6. years after you make E6, you're eligible for chief. Doesn't mean you'll make it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then, <laughs> so now you're just in the fucking mad hatter of picking names out of the thing. Like, you know what I mean? With a bunch of other people who are also in that position. So it's just... It's just a very unlikely process, you know what I mean? Like, it's uh, on the outside. It just seems so crazy. Like, it takes forever. At least in, you know, E4 to E6, you know they tell you. They're like, all right, man, here's your fucking shit you need to work on. Is it the same with that or no? I mean, it is. There's there's, there's the latter, you know what I mean? Like, they, they that shit they have on uh, My Navy Assignment, you can see, like, what, what they think you should have by a certain year marker rank. Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, yeah. But for me, it was crazy because, like, when I when I first joined, I was at 106, and I was I was an airman watching third classes get hired, tenured out. And for anyone yeah. who doesn't know, so in the Navy, you have a certain amount of time to make the next rank. So you have eight years to not be an E1 to E3 anymore. You have to be a, a third class at least, and then you have no, it's five. My bad. It's five years from E1 to E3. You have to be E4. And then you have, and then yeah. it's eight years from to to not be an E four anymore. And then it's sixteen, three five, with a waiver. And then it's twenty two. Yeah. Then it's twenty two as a, as a first class, and then twenty four years as a chief, and then twenty six, twenty eight, and then, and it gets crazy up there at the top, depending yeah. on what you're doing. Um, but I I can remember like watching people that I thought knew what the fuck was going on. As a when I was an airman, they were third classes. I was like, this guy, this guy knows what the fuck's going. Got you know, higher tenured out. And then when I made third, yeah. when I made third, I watched second classes get higher tenured out. And when I made first, I was watching first classes like never make guys that I was like, this dude knows what he's talking about. He knows programs. Yeah, he knows navy regulations. Shit yeah, he's got all the claws. Yeah. And yeah. then just couldn't make chief. And I was like, if these guys can't make chief, there's no way I'm making it. Yeah. Uh, so like, so like I said, it's still surreal for me. Like. Monday will be the first day that I put on the uniform as a chief and going to work, and I, I just, it just doesn't seem real. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I don't know. It's I think it's sweet. I mean, it's definitely one of those positions like where I'm like, have, having been out for so long now that I'm like, what or what would have happened if I would have just fucking stayed? You know what I mean? I have like those. And I've, I've told you about that dude that I worked with that, uh, like, is an officer yeah. now, who, who came into the command that I was in after me, <laughs> and he, like, he's, he's just an officer now, and I'm like, oh. And then we talked about that other guy that I worked for at Fallon, like, he was one of the second classes when I was an airman, and now he's a chief, he made chief the same cycle you did. Which is also wild to me because he was a second class 
the same time you would have been, you know, an airman, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's kind of wild. Like, put kind of puts it in their perspective how some people it can take a little bit longer or whatever. But it's just definitely like it's cool. I don't know. Yeah, I uh, I watched a good buddy of mine. I knew him as a third class. I made second at 137 whenever me and you were still there. And then uh, he... Do you remember Shemansky? I don't think you ever... I don't know if you ever met him or not. I think... That sounds familiar. So he didn't make chief until like the last possible... He had like his last chance possible he made chief. So that shit scared me because I was like... Because he had been a first class... By the time he made chief, he had been a first class for ten years, and yeah. I was like, "Dude, if I'm a chief, if I'm still a first class ten years, if I've been a first class for ten years, just take me out back and shoot me." Because, <laughs> yeah, well, because like not only is like are you not advancing, but you're also um, you're kind of getting like you're not stuck in the like a shitty position because you're still like a work center soup usually, you know like LPO whatever but you are getting shit on like by the command at some point as a first class and if you're first class for 10 years like I can't imagine you're not eating shit that off like you know yeah. what I mean no I mean there's a guy that I work with now who has been, he was an AT1 with our maintenance master chief our maintenance master chief oh, like they were when they were both they were... AT1s together and and he's Holy a maintenance master chief now, and this guy is about to get out. He he went all the way to twenty two, still didn't get picked up. Yeah, he's a and he's smart as fuck. Like, yeah, you can tell that he is like ready to get out because like he's just been in forever. But he yeah. know when you talk to him about the jet or about AT systems, he knows his shit. And I was like, this guy is smarter than yeah. me. How the yeah. fuck did I make it over him? Like, right. So yeah, I don't know. It's the, yeah. it's that shit that I'm in therapy for because I'm just like you don't deserve this. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> imposter syndrome in yeah. your brain telling yeah. you. Yeah, is there like a, like a final multiple of like when you get selected where they're like, this is why you finally made it? Like, do so, they tell you? No, they don't tell no. you shit. They don't tell you what pushes you into. Nope. You take Weird. the test, and if you score, if you pass the test like you normally would. To advance, you make board, and then right. they just pick you. They don't. So they're like, "All right, this guy." And board is you are like it's an oral board, right? You're getting like asked questions and stuff no. or what? No, no. So they What's take it? your record, and your record is yeah. in Millington, and a bunch of master chiefs sit around and look at your records and go, "These guys deserve to be chiefs." Wow. But you have to. But like I said, it's like whenever you made third. It's the same thing. You, yeah. you you score above the the cutting score, and once you score right. above that, you're you're called board, you're what's considered board eligible, and then yeah. then a bunch of master chiefs get together and take your record and don't know you from Adam, don't ask you any questions, nothing, and just yeah. decide. And then they have. I'm assuming they have a quota that they. That yeah, they there's like a certain to, amount of people but... that they're allowed to make. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I was number 122 out of 145. Jesus. <laughs> That's kind of wild that they tell you that. Yeah. Like They tell you... Yeah. Well, the number they give you is based off seniority. 
So oh, like okay. I don't okay. I, I was just out of the 145 people they picked to make ATC. Yeah. I was 122 in seniority order. order like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's actually kind of impressive. Yeah. Like if if you got a higher number, that means there's a lot of more like people who've been yeah, in longer, yeah, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So maybe maybe being 150 would be kind of cool. I don't know. When you said that, I was like, Jesus fuck Christ. It's kind of brutal that they would tell you that. But then in my head, I was like, I don't know, because it's one of those weird military things, probably, where they just like to... Like, we got a reason, and we want you to know how close you were to not being fucking picked. <laughs> like, you know what well, I mean? So that was the thing that infuriated me, because this, this is my second time up for it, that I made it. Right. Whenever you... And I made board the first time. Uh, I, pa- I scored high enough on the test to be board eligible, but they don't tell you anything. They just... You're board yeah. eligible, and then they just pick people, and they don't tell you anything. They don't say, "Oh, you're missing this." Nothing. You're just you. You got picked, or you didn't. And that yeah. and that made me mad the first cycle, the first time I was up for it, because I was like, "Well, how can I, how can I be better if I don't know what I'm missing?" So yeah, that's true. That does make it a little like fear infuriating. Like at least when I, you know, making third. I knew, I knew a hundred percent. Like I should have made third the first time I was up, yeah. because of my score. Like I scored pretty high. Like I can't remember, like in the ninety percentile, I think. Yeah. But I had a shitty eval in Fallon because uh, <laughs> the the story is actually hilarious. But um, I got all of my qualifications postponed or like suspended. Um, yeah, and they they knocked my eval down because they were like, "Oh, he doesn't have his quads that he should have had." I was like, "Why well, do?" But you, you fucking paused him because because this one uh, we had um, augments went in Fallon to support the. Like, have I told you yeah. this story? <laughs> this guy just fucking was like on my shit all the time, and he's like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking." fuck Harrison today, I guess. I don't know. I, did, I can't assume that's what he wanted to do, but it seemed very likely, and they did put me on a different shift from him after that because I'm pretty sure they were worried I was going to skin him. So, uh, but, but essentially, they were like, oh, you didn't follow by the book procedures for an inspection on this. I remember, plane. yeah. Like, oh, okay. Fuckers. <laughs> fucking <laughs> Commandant was flying in it, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know they didn't give me the time to do the shit like they kept breathing down my neck and they were like oh he left his tools outside while I was trying to go get new uh, or go get the, the books I needed to do the daily they're like oh you uh, left your tools unattended so that's a you know that's a hit QA hit uh, and that fucked me up and so they knocked my eval down because I didn't have my qualifications and that eval held such a hard like percentage on my final multiple for for third class that I knew that first test that I took with 137 yeah that test we I took yeah. on the boat I was like I'm not gonna have that eval for this test so I'm calling it right now like I'm gonna make it <laughs> because that thing's gone and I did I have a you know I didn't have a a new eval so there was nothing but my last good eval in Fallon on there. And what do you know? We fly back to the fucking 
back to Oak Harbor. And on the plane, they were like, hey, look, Harrison's goddamn E4 Mafia. And I was like, yeah, goddamn right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at least, like, then, like, I knew that whole time. Like, Daddy Val's gotta go. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not making it. Like, and then they're like, yeah, that thing will be off when you take this. And I was like, oh, might as well just start calling me AM3 Select. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> you want to hear something crazy? Uh, yeah, about s- four months ago, they made it to where E4 is automatic now. What? I can push button pieces. From the time you, no from the time you join, thirty months later, you will be an E4. Whoa! Yeah, what? thirty months from the time you join. Oh, I guess that makes sense. That was like thirty months, but that's X amount of years, right? So you got a year to. E1 to E2, year to E2 to E3, and then auto advance yeah. to E4. So the only problem is, is if you join as an E2, it's still yeah. 30 months. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's yeah. annoying. And you can't, like, get bumped. I, I mean, I, I guess if you, test. I guess they could, like, choose to, like, cap you or map you faster. Yeah, oh, but, yeah. Um, yeah, no, yeah. Like, it's weird because like everyone had questions when it first came out. They were like, "Well, what if you join?" It's thirty months from the day you join, you'll be an E four. So if you join as an E four, yeah. if you join as an E two or an E three, still thirty months. That's crazy. Well, because people were, I mean, because like yeah. there's like this huge bottleneck that that I've seen recently, where like most shops have seven, five or well not seven, five or six second classes, and no yeah. airmen. Yeah. And so. Oh, so you need to have a like a specific airman base, and then yeah, they're trying to yeah, they're okay. trying to slow down advancement a little bit because everyone just keeps getting stuck at second because there's so yeah. many second classes. Yeah, that was like when I when I got it uh, when I got to my first when I got to Fallon, that was always the thing where everybody's like. You want to be a second class dog. That's where it's at. They don't do shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know that, like you're right in that sweet spot where you can boss people around, but you don't get yelled at because the first class yep. gets yelled at, yeah. you know? Like, wow, that does sound pretty cool. <laughs> and, like, it's true. There were tons of second classes all over the place. Like, Fallon was held together by second classes and way too many yeah. chiefs. And no officers. Yeah. <laughs> it's, no, because I can yeah. remember being at 137 not long after you left. I was a second class on nights in the AT shop, and there were 14 second classes in the shop. Jesus. So like, I had all my quals, but I wasn't, but I wasn't yeah. in charge of the shift. So, you know, I was a fully qualified second class with my CDI, and yeah, when you're and doing I. The- I would no, I, was, I wasn't have to do anything because oh. like the guy the guy running oh. the shift was telling people to do stuff and I would just be like, well, I'm here, just hanging out. Yeah. It was amazing yeah. for about yeah <laughs> for about two months before the guy for before one yeah. of the guys transferred and they were like, you're taking over the shift and I was like, fuck. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that when you got yelled at for quoting Rick and Morty in your email? I mean, that happened a couple months later, but yeah, because <laughs> that's the same timeline. Yeah, because I took over the shift. <laughs> didn't realize like what it took to run a shift at the time because no one takes it what i hate about the navy is, is that no one actually tells you what your job is going to be until you're in the job and then yeah and then they're mad you exactly didn't yep. it out quick. because the yeah. first maintenance meeting i ever took 
I checked all the tools. Everything was good. I go upstairs, man, I have the workload and I'm ready. And I'm like, they're going to tell me what they want me to do. And I got this. I can do that. And they start, then they start yeah. asking questions about shit on the workload. They're like, what's going on with this? And I was like, ah, I mean, I'll get back to you. I don't know. What do you like? What? <laughs> Good old yeah, dude. I was like, I was like, what do you mean? Like, shouldn't you know? Like, you're telling me what to do. And then, hey, these are your planes. I exactly. Just well, that was me. the wrong move. <laughs> so, yeah, and I can remember <laughs> uh, Jeff Wilson is his name. At he's retired, and I've I talked to him during season. Um, I can't wait to have a beer with him. But I told him that he yeah. was a he was like a person that like made me shift how I operated because up until that point I just came to work and did my job and like didn't really understand how to lead people I was just a second class that had on my walls and just did what I was supposed to do and I had said you know I'll get back to you like four times in maintenance meeting yeah. and he was like alright the maintenance meeting ended and then in front of everyone he was like if you fucking come back up here and you don't know what the fuck's going on with your workload you'll fucking regret it. Like, and he was like screaming. He said other stuff too, but like that was the gist, you know? Yeah. And it, it like shocked me. And, and from that day forward, I knew what was going on with every single thing on the workload. My tools were checked. I was on top of shit, but it took him fucking yeah. getting in my ass to me, for me to fucking like come up to that level I needed to be at, to be a second, to be like a good second class. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I can think about that at every step. Like I've been thinking about it a lot, like yeah. these past couple weeks. Like, like those moments in the in each particular. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like, because like the guy who, uh, the guy who convinced me, uh, MA one Norval, convinced me to stay in the Navy, and then, you know, I was in and in. And I made, I made, I made third. Then I made second. Then I was at one thirty seven. And me and you, did cruise together. And yeah. Then I was running that shift after I made second, and then he, and then Wilson got in my, Jeff got in my ass about like fucking being in control of your shit, you know, and then it's just been a, it's, it's been crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a wild yeah. ride, right? It's like, so <laughs> I know that like while you were second class, you're like very anti cheese mess, but was there ever any part of you where you're like, I'm just gonna. Well, no, I know there was, right? Because you were, you were like, I'm gonna make chief, and I'm gonna be a cool chief with people. I'm not like other chiefs. I'm a cool chief. You know what I mean? So, I, I think it. I'm glad you brought that up because I've thought a lot about that too. Because I don't want to be that chief that doesn't that doesn't seem like they give a fuck, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the what I have playing against me is you know that like when I'm not paying attention to what's going on, I have this like just like default pissed off look on my face <laughs> yeah yeah rbf rbf is hard yeah <laughs> yeah and i've been told that a lot you know like me and natalie go play cornhole tournaments and stuff and people talk to natalie all day long they just ignore you because yeah you and they and they told natalie like you know <laughs> and that i just look pissed off and they don't want to like mess with me and so i think i have to really i've thinking like i said i've thought about it a lot i need to focus on not seeming like that and yeah I don't know, just being in the shops. Being in the shops and fucking caring about people. Letting them know that like I yeah. care about their dog's birthday and their and their third and their third yeah. kid they're having's favorite cartoon. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be work for me. It's gonna be hard because I I wanna say that as a first class, uh I, I was an instructor, you know, and then now I've been at one thirty one in QA and I've kinda just been on autopilot. Like I come right. to work, I do my job, I don't have to worry about anyone. 
just rinse and repeat. So it's, yeah. it's gonna, there's going to be some growing pains. I'm going to drop the ball a couple times. But I, I honestly think that I'm going to be a good cheat. I'm going to help people. I really think that I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think the conversations that we've had before where, you know, it let it was at that, like, no, fuck him, I'm going to be a good cheat. Like, I'm not going to be like that, blah, blah, blah. But it was also coming from a point of, like, well, you know, that was before you were kind of fully aware of the magnitude of, like, the stuff that they have on their plate at any point yeah. in time. You know, and and it might not have been, or I think it was, like, a little more, like, in response to situations at that time. But now you're, like, you're going to be a little more aware of, like, the entire story because you have those those other people who... I don't know. Fuck Goat Locker seems like it's a like an NSA like operation. Like they just know yeah. everything somehow. Like because <laughs> they all talk to each other and they're like, "Oh, well, you fucking, I got this guy who blah blah blah." And like, "Oh yeah, I know a guy who knows it." Blah, blah. And like information travels around and shit. And, I don't know, secret voodoo. Yeah. Whatever. Foosball yeah. table. I know there's at least one foosball table in there, but <laughs> so yeah. I don't really remember where I was going with that. Well, no, I mean, I. so you were talking about how, like, now that we... Because we talked about it before when I didn't have the scope, how I was going to be a good chief, and now we know. Now I know that there's oh, so yeah. much more shit going on. Yeah. I, it's going to be hard. Uh, it it really hit me. I want to say the last... I want to say, like, two day, two or three days before before the final night we had to go through stuff. Um, I was at Five yeah. Walkdown, and there's a guy there. He's an older gentleman who's an E3. He's from Nepal. This dude owned a f- owns restaurants in South Carolina. Like, he didn't need to join. I've had conversations yeah. with him. He just joined because he wanted to do something else because he was tired of being a restaurant owner. You know, and... Dude, I've met people like that. That shit's wild. And he is a great guy. He cares about stuff, but he stopped me. You know when he, because I they make you wear that CPO Select E badge, right? And he stopped oh, yeah. me and he was like, uh, he was like Chief Select. He was like, uh, he was like, how do I get to where you are? And I was like, holy fuck! <laughs> like, yeah, that question, like I knew how to answer him in that moment, but the question itself just it blew me away because it made me think of every other time in my life where where I had a realization that. I could I could affect somebody by just being in their presence. Yeah. And it blew me away because this guy to me has his life fucking together period. He doesn't yeah. need to be in the navy. Yeah. He's just doing it because he wanted to do something else. But this guy is like yeah. how do I get to where you are? And I was like that's a fucking crazy question that just yeah. blew me away. Yeah. Because they like respect the the place that you've ended up at, like where you've like, and they want to know, yeah, whatever. That, yeah, that is pretty trippy. And it it honestly it sent me on like a on a not a downward spiral, just like a just like a spiral in general, because it yeah. made me think of like how my father shaped my shaped my like vision of music by by saying, you know. To respect any music, you have to love all music. And then years later, when I brought it up right. to him, he was like, I don't remember ever saying that. Oh, hell, Ricky. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and because yeah. my 
Like a moment for him or for you wasn't even a fucking thought yeah. for him. Yeah. And and that moment when I realized that my father just saying some off comment affected my entire life. It changed the way I was as a father. So now when I go to work, yeah. I have to be I have to pretend like they're my kids. Yeah. Which I and I and I don't want anyone listening to think that that's me on some kind of power trip because it's not. Yeah. But if me saying one off comment shifts someone's career to go fucking nowhere, that's a big deal. So, like, I need to... Yeah. Yeah. Be a little more cognizant of some of the things, like, how you, A, carry yourself, and B, the conversations that yeah. you hold. Yeah. That is wild. Because, like, cause like, I can sit here and I can think of, you know, conversations that I've had with just leadership in any job that I've had but there's some people where you just go like oh shit yeah. okay like that that seems like a very introspective and like intelligent thing and then like you know the the case of what your dad said what is funny cuz he's like I don't fucking remember that but there are people who do that and do think about what they're saying in those moments and that's the difference is like you can you can really like help somebody out or you can you know now you're senior you know in the fucking leadership team yeah. you know people are going to be coming to you for crazy shit they are going to have you know real issues obviously but then there's going to be those things that might seem insignificant probably are but whatever <laughs> and then you're going to be the guy who's got to be like this is what you should do <laughs> and they're going to do it and then you know that's it's a big yeah. step. And you're going to, and I'm going to, at some point in my career, I'm going to have a major effect on somebody else's career. And that shit is yeah. terrifying. Good, like, <laughs> think of all the, the new airmen that you're going to talk yeah. to when they get to a squad. Because they got to talk to all the fucking chiefs. That's just a rule. So, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. wild. Because at least one of those, at, at the very least, like at the very minimum, if you don't talk to anybody for the rest of your entire enlistment but you only talk to new people coming yeah. in like you would in impact them at some point because those people like the brand new ones you know you get in and you're like I don't fucking know anything oh these people I know are supposed to be the like leaders I need something because I have no idea what's going on like that shit like, we had a lot of chiefs when I was in Fallon but we had one well, two officers. We had our maintenance officer and the skipper. Yeah. <laughs> and who was the maintenance officer was also the XO, technically. Because it was a permanent detachment, so it was all fucked up. But I still remember the first, like, meetings I had with the skipper, which is, uh, you know, kind of the illusion that I'm replicating in my made-up scenario yeah. with you and yeah. the new people. Was like, that's going to be something that they might think about forever, which is wild to think about in yeah. general. I don't. I don't think about those moments. I make jokes at people coming through my shopping line yeah. at work all the time, and not once has it ever occurred to me that they're going to be cracking up at that joke later. <laughs> like I don't. I don't. You know. But yours is on a whole different level. Oh man. Well, I'm glad that we spent <laughs> 40, 44 minutes just waxing poetically about the Navy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think I'm going back in. Fucking push buttons. Let's go, forward. dude. Yeah, yeah. Let's go, dude. <laughs> Wait. Would I have to start back over? I think you've been out long enough. You probably would start back lower. Shit. 
Well, I know a friend that was in the Chiefs. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Up, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Guilty by association. Holy shit. <laughs> All right, uh, we'd, we'd like to thank our friends, the Dutch and Denver Podcast, the No New Friends Podcast, Kicking with the Kellys and the Remedy Room. Um, please check out our link if you're still watching us. It's a uh, linktree slash W-O-K-P-O-D, WalkPod. Uh, leave comments. We didn't read them today, but that's because, well, I was busy for a while, but we're back on regular schedule. Yeah, yeah if you just Google linktree slash WalkPod, don't put any periods or anything in tree at all. You can... You can find it. It's the first fucking thing. So, first thing that pops up. Yeah, I think yeah. that's it, man. Yeah. Um, hey, 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 guys, just like history. Oh, yeah. Um, I have another podcast, The Medial Scholar. It's uh, a weekly thing you can check out. This week we got Napoleon, big guy in a little hat. Or wait, little guy in a big hat. Um, yeah, check it out. Do all the do all the things tell your friends uh yeah yeah it's it's way better than this show (laughs) shut up (laughs) but we are back baby so that's it yeah right i've had enough peace up navy chief navy pride oh oh, shit (laughs)